0: CityOnline.com, TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a non corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monioc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Good morning and welcome once again to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, WMCK.FM and TubeCityOnline.com. Sue Kerr is my guest this morning. She is perhaps best known to people who keep up with social media in Pittsburgh as the founder and operator of Pittsburgh Lesbian Correspondence, which is a blog focused on LGBTQ issues in the Pittsburgh area. She's also a West Mifflin native. Um, and she's got a very interesting project going on right now that uh, is talking with people throughout Western Pennsylvania, and we're going to ask her to explain a little bit more about that, about their experiences as As being an LGBTQ person or being an ally of uh, LGBTQ, we should probably talk about what these initials mean before we uh, lose people in alphabet soup. Good morning, Sue. Good morning. Tell us what uh, the LGBTQ uh, means for people who maybe have seen that acronym but but don't know.
1: The acronym stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. Some people use it for questioning. I was
0: going to say, I've seen that used as questioning, too. Yes. Okay.
1: I tend to skew the words queer because that's becoming an identity and a term that people are embracing. I know it used, at one time, was considered a slur, yep. and it sometimes uses a slur, but it's, it's one of those words that people are reclaiming.
0: Well, certainly, growing, having grown up in the in the Sport area not that long ago, I can remember when that word queer was definitely a, a questionable term, no pun intended. And I can also, um, it had a discussion not that long ago at our church, uh, because there was an LGBTQ uh, event, and um, there was some discussion because the word queer was on the poster, and and some of the folks in the church thought it was a slur against uh, gay and lesbian people. Tell us what the, first of all, before we go too much further, what the uh, address of your blog is.
1: Well, the blog is at www.pghlesbian.com.
0: But it's not just about uh, gay women or, or issues that uh, focus on, on lesbians. It's about all sorts of things in the lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual community.
1: Yes. Um, the name sort of uh, – well, let me back up and say yeah. that I'll be celebrating my 10th anniversary at the end of uh, December.
0: Most blogs do not last anywhere near that long. Congratulations. No.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's it's. it's... It's been a very fun journey and experience. And uh, the name, it's a very long story, but it came out of um, a radio project I was doing, actually, with a, um, back in the early 2000s. And it was kind of a brand, so I picked it and then quickly learned that it probably wasn't the best title because I was <laughs> writing about LGBTQ issues in a broader sense. But that's stock, and I think people who read the blog or read and follow me on social media understand that I'm really looking at a much um, broader However, it is through the eyes of myself, which mm-hmm. I am a lesbian. So I think, you know, it, it, it is valid as a title.
0: Well, as the person who runs TubeCityOnline.com, I get you would be amazed at how many emails I get, first of all, uh, for people applying for jobs at Tube City Iron and Metal. Um, and second of all, which we have a big disclaimer on the front homepage, this is not Tube City Iron and Metal, but doesn't matter. And also, how many offers I get, mostly from China, from uh, steel mill producers wanting to sell steel pipe and tube to me. Um, so I certainly get <laughs> – pick, pick your name uh, off your blog or your website uh, very carefully because you may be living with it for a very long time.
1: And be prepared to explain it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's uh, just the, the ongoing lesson I've learned is uh, pick a brand and have a story.
0: Yeah. So t- first of all, we're, we're, I want to get into your backstory a little bit. But tell me first of all what the Amplify project is because that's particularly why I wanted to talk to you was this Amplify project. And, and, and what all does it entail and how long is it going on?
1: Amplify is a project that I am, it's, I guess you would say a three-year project. i am in my first year. Mm-hmm. It is a partnership with Most Wanted Fine Art, which is an art gallery based in the Garfield neighborhood. And we had uh,
0: Nina Sauer on this program several months ago, so yeah.
1: Yes, yes. They, 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 they're based in, in the East End, but they do a lot of work around the region in, in the different projects they do. And they brought me on as a resident artist, and um, it was to explore the idea of blogging as an art form. Huh. And I had to come up with a community-based public type art piece that I would do and uh, I didn't want to just do a bunch of um promotional pieces that's what bloggers tend to do. You know, we can write a lot of uh, reviews and promotional posts.
0: And I wonder if we should put a, can we pause you just can I pause you just for a second because I'm wondering if if some of our listeners uh, may not know what a blog is or or what it means. It's it's a blog is short for weblog. Um, it's a it's it can be a lot of different things, but it's it's it can be news, it can be opinion. It's kind of a, a journal that's kept on a website, right? Yes,
1: yeah, so a journal is the best analogy because it can cover anything from a very personal, uh, introspective, like a diary uh-huh. reflection, or it can be very uh, very newsy. Very uh, there's uh, blogs that are used by companies to promote their um, business, whatever the item is that they sell. It's really it's it's more of a form of um, a website, a type of website, in the sense that people are writing updates. It's not static. There's um, posts is the way that we refer to it, mm-hmm. and so it's it's a precursor to social media. Blogs started in the mid '90s, and uh, so it would be similar to writing a Facebook post.
0: But a, but a little bit longer, generally speaking, but it's it's a website that is updated um, several times a week, sometimes several times a day, and it can have short uh, articles, it can have long articles, they can be personal, they can be funny, they can be sad, they can be a little bit of everything. Yours, for instance, uh, pghlesbian.com, is about uh, gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual issues.
1: Yes. Okay. Although, just, just although I wanted to define
0: bad. what blog was for people, that's all.
1: And I think that, you know, people who may not realize they're reading blogs because mm-hmm. they're so much a part of our fabric of the Internet that they visit websites and um, don't realize that it's in a blog format. So it's it's changed a lot in the past 15 years, I guess, since blogs started. But
0: Probably the most famous blog at this point or probably the heaviest trafficked blog in, in, in the United States is the Huffington Post, I think, is considered a blog, is it not?
1: Well, they have a blog section okay. which I'm, I'm one of their contributors who yeah. doesn't get paid <laughs> and then they have a news section, which is actual journalists that are paid and, mm-hmm. and so it's it's a hybrid of of uh, but it's certainly the one that people are most familiar with and, and in Pittsburgh, um, we have over a thousand blogs that are registered on the on this website called Pittsburgh bloggers so and there's probably another thousand that aren't
2: registered.
0: I guess I Tube City it. Almanac, which is our website, um, is still sort of considered a blog, although it has moved more into news articles than into uh, uh, personal opinion uh, over the years. And, and that's, uh, maybe that's one of the things we can talk about in this half hour is you're talking about blogging as an art form. Maybe that's one of the things we can talk about is how these things kind of evolve over time. I'd be happy to. So, so, Sue Kier is our guest this morning. She is the uh, founder of Pittsburgh Lesbian Correspondence, pghlesbian.com, and is a contributor to the Huffington Post, um, and is running the Amplify project. And you, you said you're in the first year of a three-year project with Most Wanted Fine Art.
1: Yes.
0: Okay. And, and so how are you exploring blogging as an art form?
1: Well, what I've decided to do is to use one of the more popular types of blog posts, which is a Q&A, mm-hmm. question and answer format, um, and to literally go out into Western Pennsylvania and try to connect with LGBTQ folks who don't often have a platform to share their stories and to use this Q&A format to ask them to tell the readers about their lives. And it's so it's a pretty straightforward process, There's about... Thirteen questions right now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I um, make it open to anyone who is eighteen and older, identifies LGBTQ or in within that spectrum, and has ties to the twenty-six counties of Western Pennsylvania.
0: Wow, that's a that's a lot of territory to cover.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, well, I realized I wanted to do that because it's 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 important to to, to get out of the hubs of. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Pittsburgh, for example, and then Erie is another one, Yeah, and to see what kinds of experiences people are having in the more rural parts of our communities sure. and to try to understand how that ties into our experiences, because, of course, Allegheny County still has rural elements up to it as well. It sure does,
0: and even in the Mon Valley.
1: Absolutely. And um, so what we do is that, you know, I am just, Casting the net wide, asking, inviting people to participate. I am happy to allow them to use a pseudonym or their initials if they don't want to use their name. Uh, they have to tell me who, who what, what their actual name is. But I um, you know they can use a picture if they would like, or they can opt not to, and I'll just use an image of some type. Mm-hmm. And I have just published uh, post number 78. Wow. In 6 months we started we actually started publishing on May
0: 31st. Well that's well more than one a week then that's like two or three a week.
1: Yes, I average three a week.
0: Let's come back to this because I want to ask you a little bit about how the experience differs for someone who is in one of the metropolitan areas, whether it's Pittsburgh or Erie, or even I would probably lump in uh, Johnstown Altoona State College in there, versus someone who maybe lives in, in a more rural part of, of western Pennsylvania. And I also, if you don't mind, I want you to talk a little bit about your background, if that's okay.
1: That's fine. I'd be happy
0: to. Sue Kerr is our guest this morning for the full half hour. We're talking about her Amplify project, which is asking people to tell, them, tell their them life experiences, asking people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. LGBTQ uh, is the acronym. Um, This is a project that's going on through 2017. Later on, we're going to tell you if you or someone you know uh, maybe would be interested in participating in this, how they can
2: get in touch with Sue. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590.
0: political issues, many of them affecting the LGBTQ community. Before we took the break, I, I wanted you to tell your story a little bit. You are from West Mifflin North or West Mifflin South? South. So, oh, South High, which was just torn down here recently.
1: Well, I didn't go to South High. I oh. lived almost next door to it, but I went to Lebanon, and then I started ninth grade when they merged the school. So.
0: Oh, okay.
1: South experience.
0: But. Oh, you never got the, West, the full West Mifflin South experience. Okay. Um, growing up, what were the messages you saw in the media about uh, people who were gay and lesbian?
1: Um, either no messages or very negative messages. Okay. Um, I remember in high school, I graduated in 88, I had one of my good friends was openly gay, and he was just mercilessly bullied and harassed by the faculty and the students, and um, it was it was pretty harrowing, actually. Um, I didn't really I didn't come out to my late twenties. I didn't actually have a clue that I was lesbian mm-hmm. at that point in time, and um, certainly <laughs> the way that the adults in my life acted, it didn't invite me to explore anything around those areas. And um, I remember, oh, let's see, what was it? The, the show Soap, yeah, and uh, Billy Crystal's character, yes. was on there, and. Um, I remember asking my mom to tell me what that meant, what it meant that he was gay, and she kind of told me. but And she didn't say anything negative. My mom was, is a nice person, so she didn't really say but it wasn't <laughs> an enthusiastic endorsement. But, you know, I think that, you know, in terms of, like, pop culture, the character that influenced me the most when I was a kid was, oh, I can't think of her name now, and all in the family, um...
0: The transgender character? Yes. Yeah. Beverly was was the character's name. Beverly
1: LaSalle, yes. And I didn't, actually, there were other characters on the show. There was a a, a lesbian-centric episode and at least one gay episode, but I didn't. Watch those. I remember Beverly LaFosse because I thought she was the most beautiful thing ever. <laughs> I mean, she was so <laughs> gorgeous and so, blitz, so
0: sophisticated. What was Andy? What was uh, Archie's uh, famous line? Because there there was a very sad episode where the character was, I believe, killed off. Yeah. And uh, Archie's uh, line in the in the show is something like, "For for a guy, she was a hell of a nice broad."
1: Yeah, something along those. Something along those lines. She, you know, she performed an act of heroism and saved Mike Stivick in a, yeah. in, a, in, a, um, in, a in a robbery. Yeah. and she was killed, and it was, it was But I, you know, I just remember her being on the. Show and it just seems so like typical to me. I mean there was no like I mean it didn't seem you know, it seemed like the fact that, that you know, I didn't know anyone like that. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't know anyone really until I got to high school but um so I had like I guess these positive impressions from yeah. some of these television characters. But really, it, I, um, it wasn't until I was in high school that I met, and my best friend was gay. He was in college at that point, mm-hmm. and he lived next door to me, and he had been traumatized. It wasn't if it just wasn't a very safe place to be LGBTQ, and I don't think this changed a great deal, <laughs> unfortunately, to be honest with you. And it's it's just not known for being a very tolerant community and didn't feel tolerant when I was growing up and it was transcended LGBTQ issues. I mean just anything that made you different was their
0: game. It's, you know, our, our area is a little bit of a conservative area still. Sue Carey is our guest this morning. We're talking about her blogging experience and also about blogging as an art form. Blog being short for Weblog, which is an online uh, daily or, or often more than once a day updated journal of uh, news, thoughts, opinions, all kinds of stuff. Some people use blogs. My wife uh, blogs pictures that she takes um, on her photo blog. Uh, Sue's blog is pghlesbian.com and focuses on gay and lesbian issues. She is talking to people for the next two years uh, as part of a project called Amplify to hear the voices of people in western Pennsylvania who uh, are LGBTQ or know someone who is LGBTQ and what their experiences have been. Um, You you mentioned some of the pop culture experiences that you grew up with. One of my favorite TV shows is WKRP in Cincinnati which is not surprising now that I'm doing a radio show. I can remember an episode uh, where the character Les Nessman threatens to kill himself because he is covering, I believe, a Cincinnati Bengals football game game and one of the players refers to him as queer. And that had to be that show had to be 1980, 1980 1981. So that is definitely an experience that I had as a kid growing up thinking that oh this must be something bad. Yeah. You growing up in West Mifflin you know you were getting kind of it sounds like a mixed message too that on the one hand you were seeing some positive character portrayal starting to come out on, on television for instance but also in, in your daily experience you were seeing kids who were gay and lesbian who were being harassed.
1: Absolutely and you know, I I believe that that overall message I I, I took away from that was just to sort of um, keep things private, uh-huh. be secretive. You know, don't 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 talk about those things. That it's sort of like it's okay if you're gay or whatever it is that you are, and you. Um, but you don't make a big deal about it, don't make a fuss,
0: don't put it in people's faces. Well, let me, let me, let me pause you, because I, that's something that I'm sure there are people listening right now, and I try to play devil's advocate kind of on this show sometimes. I'm sure there are people who are listening right now who are saying, why do these gays, these lesbians, these whatever, it's, it's much the same thing that you would have heard in the 60s. Why do these blacks, for instance, or why do these Hispanics have to push their issues on us? Is it pushing issues, or is it just people trying to live their lives and be themselves?
1: Well, I think it's the latter. Of course, it's it's just wanting to be authentic and pursue the same kinds of opportunities that other people do, and have our uh, be safe, and have our families respected. Um, These are not untraditional values. It's Mm -hmm. just that they're very public because people are being more vocal about it now. They're not um, just. Stepping back and being quiet, and inviting the roommate to Thanksgiving dinner with the family, or <laughs> whatever the euphemism might be. It's the fact that we, you know, we have these lived experiences, and that's kind of tied into my project is that, and they're um, they're very real. And, and one of the things that's interesting about the, the the interviews I'm doing is that I find that a lot of people have quite universal experiences, but there's you know a. People are experiencing a lot of harm and a lot of discrimination, and it it takes a toll.
0: Sue Kerr is our guest this morning. We're talking about her blog, and we're also talking about the project that she's engaged in called Amplify. And we're going to give you some information about if you or someone you know uh, might be a candidate to be interviewed for this and would like to participate. We're going to give you that information in just a couple of minutes, so stay tuned. There's been so much, though... Again, playing devil's advocate, so much positive press given, for instance, to Caitlyn Jenner. Um, uh, When she came out as as transgender, there was so much support. There was some pushback, and um, the pushback didn't go very far. People stood up for her and and stood up for her, which I don't think even five or ten years ago necessarily, uh, a transgender person, even someone as famous as Caitlyn Jenner, would have gotten that kind of support twenty years ago. I, I don't think gay and lesbian uh, kids would have been getting the kind of support that they're getting now. So, have have, have things have we completely changed? Have, has the the tide completely changed or no?
1: No, I mean it's not completely that, and I would not use any sort of absolute uh-huh. term. I would say that you know we have uh, achieved some um, significant progress that people are more comfortable with. LGBTQ individuals, whether they're in their family or in their neighborhood or their workplace, wherever they meet people, and are starting to understand some of the realities of, of our actual experiences. That's why stories are important. It, you know, one of the inspirations for this post, uh, this project, is that um, when Vice President Joe Biden came out in support of marriage equality before President Obama, uh-huh. he, he referenced the will and grace effect. And of course, that show was on in the late '90s and early 2000s, and it was a very funny show. I loved it. I you know think it's a terrific show, but I don't know a single person that lives like Will or um, Jack, the two gay male characters. And they're they're definitely uh, Hollywood versions of 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 the gay experience, and that's okay in the sense that it was it was a comedy and it was meant to introduce people, and people started to feel comfortable. Yep. I think that same thing happened with soap operas. The Soaks have done a great job of introducing LGBTQ characters, and people have, in a sense, gotten to know them, and then they feel like they're real people, and that's that's the part that I think is, accounts for the change. So that's what we're trying to do with our project is, help people get to know their neighbors who they may not otherwise ever run into
0: let's let's we have one more 60 second break to take uh we're going to take that and then i want to ask you about um if you can describe some of the stories that you've gotten from folks you've you said 68 or 78 how many have you had so far uh,
1: yeah yeah we're almost to the
0: 80 almost to 80 78 um some of the stories that you've gotten so far and what how maybe they have impacted you and then also i keep telling people uh we're going to talk about how they can participate if they like to okay Sure. Let's take the the break. Sue Kerr is our guest. She is the founder of Pittsburgh Lesbian Correspondence and is an LGBTQ news and opinion blog uh, based obviously in the Pittsburgh area and Sue is engaged in a three-year project to get stories from people throughout 26 counties in western Pennsylvania including folks from the Mon Valley. And you're listening to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM WMCK.FM and TubeCityOnline.com Stay tuned. We'll be back
2: in 60 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube
0: City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And we're back for a final few with Sue Kerr from Pittsburgh Lesbian Correspondents, pghlesbian.com. Before we took the break, I, I keep saying that if, if people want to participate in this project you're doing, which is called Amplified, does that stand for anything?
1: Uh, no. Okay. Actually, it's just, what I'm trying to do is amplify people's voices or give them a signal boost.
0: How do they How do they get in touch with you? They can go to your go to the blog pghlesbian.com and there's information on there. But um, uh, it, it, let's say that somebody's listening and they have a niece, nephew, son, daughter, granddaughter, grandson that is maybe gay, lesbian, transgender, and and has an interesting story to tell, or they themselves have an interesting story to tell, how would they get in touch with you?
1: Well, the best thing is to go to the blog. And okay. at the top of the blog, there's a big menu item that says Amplify. And uh-huh. on, on, if you click that, it has all the posts. It has a link to the questionnaire. It has lots of background information. It has all of my contact information uh-huh. um, if people want to get in touch with me privately. It's it's fine to email me. My, my email is pghlesbian at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and um, I'm happy to talk with people one-on-one, and I'm, I'm always looking for opportunities to go out into the community and speak to groups. Um, I've spoken to several PFLAG groups, GSAs, which is a Gay-Straight Alliance uh, for College Students. I'm, I'm going to be speaking at a, a church in, in January at one of their um, a weekday events.
0: I can remember sitting in a, in a meeting at work maybe about 10 years ago now or or may have been even longer than that. And we were talking about um, uh, these words. This, As I started off the program, I asked you to define what this LGBTQ, lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual, queer, or questioning uh, stands for. And somebody in the meeting said, well, we don't have anybody like that in our company. And even at the time, that, seems strange to me that you don't think anybody in our company has could be lesbian, gay, transgender. Uh, but nowadays in 2015, I, I think almost nobody could say that, could they? That they they don't know anyone.
1: Well, they would say it. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> they could say it, but it wouldn't be true. Be, because people are telling their stories. What what are some of the stories that you have heard that, uh, and, and I don't want to single anyone out, but just, what comes to mind for you as a story that has stuck with you?
1: Well, um, some of the interesting stories have been um, from people living in some of the rural communities who have chosen to live there. And, you know, they're adults, they're in their 40s or 50s, and they recognize the compromise that there are no LGBT groups. There's not a community center, there's not um, a bowling league or even a, um, a support group meeting, but they value that community experience so much that they choose to stay there and they travel if they can and when they can to get to those other kinds of cultural pieces. So they might drive into Erie or Pittsburgh or State College or wherever is the nearest hub to socialize and, and, and be part of the LGBT community, but, but that their, their identity is not just about that piece. It's very important to them to be from Elk County or Center County or wherever you know they happen to be
0: from. So, so them being gay or lesbian or transgender or bi or queer is it's one part of this sort of tapestry. So it's what uh, in feminism they call intersectionality, right? It's, it's one part of who they are, but it's not the defining part. they defining part for them. It may be much more important to them to be from Katanning or to be from Waynesburg or wherever, or to be a farmer from Greene County or a truck driver from Beaver County or whatever, that that's much more of their identity that they feel rooted to their community.
1: Right, and they want. And what, what, what I see in the, in the stories is that they want to have both parts of their lives va- validated. Mm-hmm. So they would love, people want to have more LGBTQ things around them, but they recognize that that's not necessarily going to happen quickly. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, for I have an individual in Armstrong County who wrote, "I'm just 30 minutes up the river, so I sit in my car and go down yeah. Pittsburgh." For him, though, but he immediately said, "But I didn't realize I have a car and I have money for gas. Yeah. I, I don't have kids. I don't have, a, you know." So, so there are other people who even live in Allegheny County, but in the further parts of it, um, who don't have a vehicle and thus are much closer to the existing LGBT things like the community center mm-hmm. and the mental health center and the bingo and all those things, but they can't get there. So they have real barriers uh, that are often related to poverty.
0: Well, and the other thing that, that comes to mind, and we're just about at um, it, you know, just because you live in an urban area like Pittsburgh or like Erie does not necessarily mean that you may not be the victim of uh, discrimination. I know in talking with some of the, the social services groups and some of the church groups in the in the Pittsburgh area, that one of the biggest, if not the biggest, component of homeless teenagers uh, in Pittsburgh is uh, teenagers who are lesbian, gay, or, or bisexual, or transgendered who have been thrown out of their houses.
1: Family rejection is one of the leading causes of poverty in the LGBT community because people throw their kids out instead of trying to figure it out. And that's a shame because it really... It doesn't accomplish anything, it doesn't change who they are, it doesn't force them to be straight or to be cisgendered or to, you know, not be bisexual. It.
0: It's called The Amplify Project. It's continuing through 2017. It is collecting the stories of people in western Pennsylvania who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer or questioning. Uh, It is being done by Sue Kerr, who is the founder of the Pittsburgh Lesbian Correspondence at pghlesbian.com. It is being done under the auspices of, of Sue's blog and under the auspices of Most Wanted Fine Art. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: And thank you all for listening to Radio 80. One WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated, WEDO Radio, 810 Incorporated, or those of AM Guys LLC, WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. we